All right, we're going to mix it up a bit today. See, I'm tracing just how far back the Latinx community dates in Milwaukee. Turns out the date is 1884, and that first Latino is Rafael Baez, an extraordinary Mexican musician and performer. But in asking what the historic heart of the Latinx community is, I found out that 40 years later, the first wave of Latinos settled mostly in the south side neighborhood of Walker's Point, the only place where they felt welcome. And in episode one of this Cronica series, we left off discussing just how much the neighborhood is changing a hundred years later. So let's pick that up right where we left it, on Fifth and National, where my co-hosts Alexandria Mack and Scotty Myers and myself interviewed the manager of the drag bar Hamburger Mary's and one of the first Latinx divas to do drag in Milwaukee. Stick around. I'm Mariano Avila, and this is Speaking Of, a podcast by Milwaukee PBS. So, my name is Yoel Martinez. I am the general manager here. Here, as we said, is Hamburger Mary's, a drag bar in Walker's Point that licensed the name from the original Hamburger Mary's in the Castro District of San Francisco. A little bit about Mary's. We've been here at this location for about five and a half years now. Uh, We used to be in Bayview, right on KK, for five years, and then uh, the owners, you know, we they needed something bigger, something more comfortable, because it's like it, Hamburger Mary's became such a popular thing, you know, across even the United States, across the world. Like, there was location, I believe, if I stand corrected, in Germany. But for Joel, who came here after managing a Menards Home Improvement store where he didn't really feel he could be himself, Mary's is more than a restaurant or a drag bar. This is where I want to be. This is where I, I feel my true self, and it's like... Can you tell me why? It's just hard, you know? It's it's hard out there in the world, honestly, even being a gay man. You know, you go around, you want to express, you want everyone to be their true selves, but it's like, then you also have so many other people that are have their own type of opinions, but these opinions become so public that it's diminishing who we are, but I'm no different than you are. I mean, my interests may be different, but if we all cut a piece of our skin, it's like we all bleed the same color. Joel was born in Puerto Rico, but moved to Milwaukee's South Side when he was a young kid. And part of that sense of being himself and finding his community, well, he could only find it in one place. Then I came to find out about Latin nights here, and it's like we started on the rooftop, I believe, so. But then it always happened that it's like every Thursday there was a Latin night, it had to rain, so we had to do it downstairs. Then we but, had to move downstairs because it got very popular. So we yeah. didn't have the space for it to be upstairs. So it was like, all right, never mind. We're going to do it on the floor now. But it was a good problem to have. It's a good problem. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That second voice you're hearing is Marbella, one of the OG Latin divas here at Hamburger Mary's. Hello, everyone. My name is Marbella Sodi. So I'm actually one of the hostess here at Hamburger Mary's. You guys can come and see me every Thursday night for Latin night, where it's Divas de la Noche. And I would like to call it Latinx night. I don't call it Latin night. So I've been performing for probably over 10 years now here in the community. And then when they moved here, they came up with this pageant, Miss Hamburger Mary's. So thanks to that, they approached me with these shows. What can you tell folks about the show, the performance, its history, its story? What stories are you telling? And especially for folks who are not going to see it, who are only going to hear what we record, how would you describe it? The type of drag that I do is more like female impersonation. So like I try to get like as close as I can to a woman, obviously not, but you know, I try to look as much feminine as I can. And then what it's good about tonight, it's Latin night. I feel like Latin music, it's more about 
How do you say? Like yeah, mm. like connecting with the music, connecting with the audience, mm. like feelings, like yeah, more passionate. Like we'll give you a salsa number. Oh, we'll give you like a cumbia, like you know, like very Latin. Cause the way that we wanna do it is we do one Spanish number and then we do one English number, like we include like like Gloria Estefan. She has like what Shakira, like yeah like Lopez. Lopez. Lopez, Camila Cabello, all these new Latinx artists that we have, but they represent all this community, like the Latinx community, they not necessarily speak Spanish, but <laughs> they still feel proud of being Latino, so Latinx. So we've seen shows like RuPaul's Drag Race and Legendary and Pose. Like with these shows that are uplifting like queer narratives, how do you feel that it's changing how mainstream audiences are like seeing drag or just seeing different entertainment within like the LGBT community? I think it's really good. Thanks to that, thanks to RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race, it's like a lot of people can understand what we do. We're not just like men that dress in woman clothes or whatever. Like we are performers. We we're here to entertain you and give you a show. But as people visit Walker's Point and decide to live here, the Latinx community is being priced out and displaced. You'll recall from last episode that Lexi and Scotty were talking about how the population in Walker's Point is half of what it used to be as far as Latinos go. Well, apparently it's really hit the Latinx gay community and Latinx drag shows. When I started performing the Latin community, it was, I would say it was bigger, and it seems to be more Latin, gay Latin people out there than it is now. We used to have, like down the road, used to be a place called Tropical, and it was a Latin gay bar. It was amazing. Like we have shows Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday was the most popular night. Like every Sunday was packed, and they closed. We used, there used to be another bar just down the road called Palm House. They used to have a Latin night on Sundays as well. It was packed, ridiculous packed. And even at Desperados or VIP Club, they used to have a Latin night. For some reason, always a Latin night were on Sundays. I don't know why, because we all go <laughs> hangover to work on Monday. <laughs> but it was very popular. And we don't have that anymore. You know, this neighborhood is really important to me because, like Lexi, I go to Batanas. Like, every family outing, we go to Batanas, which is just a couple blocks away. And then I worked for a nonprofit organization called Layton Boulevard West Neighbors, which is just maybe a mile west of here, but very much situated in a Latinx community. And so I really then, you know, got to know businesses and people and just the vibrancy of this neighborhood. While I am Latino, not being from here, I feel like much of the anxiety around folks being pushed out or displaced is similar across the country, especially in poor and segregated communities. What held them together through tough times is eroding before the waves of money buying up good real estate. Lexi has to help her friends move after they got priced out. Scotty feels the vibrancy of the neighborhood is dimming and Marbella is watching her opportunities narrow. And it's especially tough for Latinx folks in queer communities because there's few spaces specifically catering to that intersection. I feel like that growing up in a Hispanic community, Hispanic communities are very religious, very, you know, down to the religion, no matter what it is, you know, in a way it was kind of hard for me to grow up because it's like, I've always been told that our religion, it's something that we're pride in. I was like, okay, but I can still do my religion, but still be who I am because I have pride in that. And I have pride in my religion. Like I, I would say like openly, I'm, I am a Christian, you know, I believe in something and I'm someone, 
but it's like just because I'm not what you wanted me to be doesn't mean I can't be who I want to be honestly I feel like that was so hard for me to break that barrier with my parents now my mom is more accepting of it and I have an amazing partner now and it's like she considers them family and it's like I had to try to I had to try to break that barrier and I feel like that's also part of why our divas do what they do because it's this whole perception that people have had on this from a he said she said thing to where it's like don't just go off of that beat come see who I am come see who I want to be and know who I want to be of course who each Latinx or LGBT person wants to be varies as with anyone but we're searching for the heart of Latinx Milwaukee and for now one night out of the week a determined cast and crew at Hamburger Mary's knows they're responsible for making a safe and fun space for all folks, but especially queer Latinx Milwaukeeans. They do this in heels and wigs and makeup here on Fifth and National in the historic heart of Latinx Milwaukee. So I'm leaving you with a fun clip from our experience at Hamburger Mary's Divas de la Noche. Next week, we'll go back to Rafael Baez, the organist who was the first Latino to settle here. And we'll talk to Dean Roscoe, the organist at the Church of the Yesu. I'm Mariano Avila, and though they didn't get much airtime this episode, that'll change next time, I promise, my co-hosts are Alexandria Mack and Scotty Myers. Our sound engineer is Grant Martin, and this is the second Cronica here on Speaking Of, a podcast by Milwaukee PBS. Now, let's close this out with Marbella working the crowd and bringing four audience members up on stage with her. All right, catch you next time, and thanks for listening. <laughs>